0: And welcome to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams with Ford Taylor. Ford, good afternoon, good morning, good night. Depends on what country or continent you're on or when you're listening to this darn thing.
1: Uh, That's right, PW. Depending on where the listeners are, you are correct. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. But that's what makes this fun. This technology world lets us communicate all over the globe, no matter what time it is. Makes it really fun
0: or we've been uh, pontificating and thinking and emailing and trying to figure out how do we end 2021 with a bang and and uh, we couldn't think of a better way than to jumpstart our podcast listeners 2022 so i'm not saying that i'm a professional rhymer rapper uh free freestyle rapper but you know what? We came up with uh, new you in 2022. Uh, it's going to be a two-part series. And I can't think of a better way to start a new year. You know, exercising is great. Um, diet's great. But I can't think of a better way to start a brand new year than to rebuild, restore, and supercharge the important relationships
1: in our lives. Yeah, P.W., and maybe more important than any other year, uh, after the last two years, how many people do I say, how are you doing? And they just start crying and say, this last year has been really hard. These last two years have been really hard. And and how often, even in a grocery store, will they just cry and start talking about the problems relationally that have happened in their family and people, their friends over these last couple of years? So, Uh, 2022 may be a year that this may be one of the most important podcasts we do, Uh, the importance of rebuilding and restoring and supercharging. Those relationships are the most important to you.
0: Ford, I think we would be in agreement that the, uh, you know, A, I don't know if you're walking or biking or driving or whatever, but man, if you could grab a pen and write some of this down, but I think it's important that we identify the very first step if we really are going to do this uh, moving forward, if we are going to rebuild, restore, and supercharge our relationships, what's the very first thing that we should be doing uh, in this
1: very important process? Uh, well, you know, P.W., that I think the first place to always look to restore relationship is in the mirror. And, and so the first thing I would suggest is that you do a little mini personal evaluation. In other words, you take a look at yourself. In other words, I take a look at me and I ask, is there something, and maybe there's two things, but what is that thing that I could change in me that I could acknowledge that needs to be changed to make me a better dad, husband, uh, employer, co worker, neighbor, a church member? You know, what is it in me that needs to change? And so I think step number one is, you know, do a little evaluation and acknowledge that there's something that if I changed it, that would restore and rebuild relationships with people all around me. So I think that'd be step number one.
0: So we'll call that self evaluation. Ford, how often does this happen? I mean, it's not a one time event. I mean, self evaluation, uh, self awareness. And, you know, I've heard you say in big rooms with high powerful people, that uh, most great leaders suffer from the uh, lack or the ability uh, that they cannot be self-aware. You know, being self-aware kind of goes along with this self-evaluation process.
1: Well, and and part of that is, this I mean, I was in a deep conversation with some leaders this past week. It's hard to believe, let's just use me for an example, that, that you see something in me that's so obvious to you and everybody else. And when there's something that's that obvious, it's hard to believe that me, that that person can't be aware of it. It's just hard to believe. And that's why it's called a blind spot. And so if, if you're sitting there listening to this and thinking, what could I change? And you can't come up with anything. Well, number one, just go ahead and check out your pride because we all have something. But if you can't think of something, sit down with somebody who loves you enough that would tell you, if you would change this, it would be better. My wife gave me one this week and we were driving from Texas to Ohio. And, and, and I, I want to know, and, and she says to me, honey, I really want you to focus more on your health. Um, Cause you know, I've, I've fought this chronic Lyme disease and, and I'm, I'm so much better. I mean, it was a point that I was below 50% of energy. But but I still go like a 30-year-old. I eat like an 18-year-old. And so because of that, uh, I can be drained when I come home from these trips. And and by being drained, I don't give her as much of me as I give other people. Now, she never said that. She didn't have to, okay, because she's, she's so sweet, you know, or she wouldn't say those kinds of things. But for her, uh, for me, it was focused on your health, and it wasn't about her as much as it was about her and having me here for 30 more years. Or let's let's start saying maybe 25 at this point. But but that was important and, and I and that was a way of her saying to me, you know, can you would you do that? And so for me, I've got to acknowledge that, you know, if I changed maybe if I quit eating so much sugar, uh, if I didn't travel so much, that I would be healthier. So, you know, can I see that? And I can. And now once I see it, the question is, can I own it? And so I would say to everybody, once you see something that you want to change, can you own that? Because if I'm always going to blame that I have to keep working hard to make money or I have to do this for people to like me, I mean, if those are the things that are going through your head, you're going to always be blaming other people for you not changing what you acknowledge or see that's there. And so number two is, can I own that? And I can, everybody that knows me knows I've got 30 sweet tooth. I used to have 32, but I guess so much sugar got me down to 30 now. And so what we agreed on is that starting in January, I'm just gonna quit eating so much sweets, so much sugar. And we both are. And then you know, Sandra, she you look at her, she doesn't need to worry about what she eats. But but, we, but I'm gonna own that. And And if I'm not gonna do it for me and my health for me, I'm willing to do it for her. Uh, and so there, there's just a real quick one that we actually did over the weekend, and it never stops. If, if you want to be a, a really good leader in all the different areas, this self-evaluation, this acknowledging something that needs to change, it, it, it's just a rotating, it's a door that, that as you get one thing, you know, then what's next? And of course, then the owning it comes the hard part, and that's the actually changing it, uh, you know, so... Now I've got to decide, am I going to say no to clients? Um, you know, am I going to let all the people that fix their best desserts for me? Because I've got this reputation now as I travel about, you know, ice cream and sweets. I mean, I've done it to myself. Am I going to let them know when I come, would you, you know, help me by not having so much of that available? Because, you know, for me, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And so, you know, I eat it because I love it, but I also eat it because I don't want to hurt other people's feelings. And so when you think about all that, you know, can you see it? Can you own it? Can you change it? So there's just one example just happened with us over the last couple of days driving from Texas to Ohio. I encourage everybody to go through that process, take a look at you and realize what could you change that would even help uh, your relationships. And it's not a much with us. It's not about anything about restoring or rebuilding. But for us, it's just, it's just, let's take what we have and supercharge it even to another level.
0: That's good stuff, Ford.
1: And we're talking about rebuilding, restoring, and
0: supercharging relationships in 2022, Ford. So we've, we've went through the self-evaluation process. We've looked in the mirror. We've taken some good notes. We're going to be intentional about some of the changes that we want to make. Now it's time to um, make that, you know, make that list, uh, where do you start with that list? Uh, is it most important? Is it least important? How would you start the list on,
1: on on this relationship journey? So, so the first thing I would do is I would I would say, okay, here's my commitments to action. So I see it, I own it. Now, how am I going to change it? So here's my commitments, and I would make a list of what I'm committed to do to make the change in whatever area that I wrote down. So I just make the list, don't eat so many sweets. Uh, she asked me to, um, one example, is she said she, I, she thinks I elliptical too much, that my legs are sore a lot because I'm, I do it every day almost. And at my age, five or six miles a day is probably not the, the healthiest thing for you. So don't eat so much sugar, don't elliptical every day, uh, get more rest when you're traveling, uh, don't travel as much, and again, it's, it's not about the travel, it's about the health. And so just make that list. And then once you make that list, give it to someone or someones and ask people, you know, here's my list. Would you hold me accountable? You know, we call them bumper buddies. Would you bump me if you see me getting off my list? Because see a new year's resolution, a lot of people make them within 30 days, they, they, most people stop them, they stop the exercise or they stop the diet. Well, it's because most of us, we don't hand that list to someone and say, or, or even could we do this together? You know, find someone else that might have the same list as you, whatever your list is, whatever you see, and say, let's, let's do this together and make some kind of commitment. How about we try this for three months, six months, 12 months, put a date on it. And so write down the action steps, put an actual date on it, be in agreement with someone that's doing it with you, walk the road together, and the, the odds of success go from probably 5% to
0: 95%. Ford, in your uh, teaching and coaching journey, you know, world leaders, uh, government, business leaders, church leaders, is there one or two things that when people do this self-evaluation or when you're with someone in the coaching process, is there one or two things that you continue to see as blind
1: spots that folks really need to be wary of? Well, I think one of the biggest blind spots that most of us have is we don't love each other enough to boldly say what someone else's blind spot is. In other words, we'll sugarcoat things. And I think most of us do that. And and so one big blind spot for most people is that we sugarcoat things instead of what I call love coating things. And so when we love coach something, then we can say directly to someone an area in their lives that we may think they need help with. And and as a coach, a consultant that gets paid to do that, it's even more important that I'm willing to do it. Um, P.W. had a client in my house uh, for two days. You know, when I do coaching, that's usually how I start. Uh, They come, we spend two days together and we put a lot of this on paper, get our list. What are we going to do over the next 12 months? Uh, to help you in whatever it is the areas that you want to improve in and this one client on the second day uh, he looked at me and he said "Uh, i guess you probably know i don't have a lot of friends and of course i didn't say anything because i don't i didn't know whether he had a lot of friends or not i I hadn't known him that long and and he says but i really like you and of course you know me and my funny stuff. sorry buddy i'm already married but I kind of breaking the ice a little bit. And I said, Well, I appreciate that. And he said, Do you want to know why? I said, If you want to tell me. He said, Because you care enough about me to tell me things that no one will tell me. And he, and he just said, Then you do it in a way that I can hear it. And so, you know, that's love coding something. That's, you know, I care because I think I see some things that can help you if you want to know what they are that. You know, you can be a better husband, a better dad, a better boss, and so I'd say that's a blind spot for most people to have the courage to love, coach something, and know how to say something to some other body, somebody else, in a way that they can hear it. But that's a big one for most people.
0: Ford. So uh, we've made our list. We've done some self-evaluation. Now it's about going to the people or the person that we want to rebuild, restore, or supercharge that relationship. Do you start uh, in the home or would you go to business or there's there's really no set way to do it? Or would you just list the one that's in the greatest peril and start with that one? I mean, how would you go about going through this list of people?
1: Well, I, I would look at, you know, what did I write down and who has it impacted the most? And most of the time, uh, from my experience of doing you know, what we do, most of the time, the biggest impact is at home. Because, um, you know, we, we can kind of be a different person out in the world than we are at home sometimes. And so it usually it's at home, and that's usually where it starts. So, you know, and we, and we teach the six step apology. And I would start there with my spouse, with my children, uh, maybe, you know, and then, and then move into the workplace. But I would say, you know, I've been doing an evaluation and I've noticed there's something about me that needs to change. And I've been doing X, you know, step number one, state the offense. Number two, I've been wrong. Number three, I am sorry, or I apologize. Number four, will you forgive me? Or when you can, forgive me. Number five, and this is how it sticks. Will you, I give you permission to hold me accountable, not to continue that old behavior. Will you do that? You have permission. And number six, is there anything else that I need to apologize for? And so when you do a real evaluation and you really want to change it, that's where I would start. Make the list, take an evaluation. Can you own it? Are you willing to change it? There's your list. Go apologize for the behavior in the past and ask to be held accountable to that list to change it.
0: New you in 2022, we are talking about rebuilding, restoring, and supercharging relationships. Ford, I think in my case personally, uh, I've thought for a long time that my relationships are pretty sound, uh, but probably three, four, five years ago, I, I'm not saying I graded them on a scale of one to five or A through F, but I really started writing down relationships that were important to me, not acquaintances, right uh, not the guy I wave at in the neighborhood, but really important relationships and I really started evaluating each of those on a, on, on a little deeper level and during the self-evaluation process, I just removed some people from the important relationship list. You know, after evaluating what was important to me, morals, values, code of ethics, um, you know, faith, um, there are some people that I, you know, I I kind of scratched off the list. Is that is that something that folks can expect or was that just
1: me? No, I think a lot of people don't have the courage to do what you did. Um, and sometimes, you know, just based on the neuroscience you know, how the brain works, change the way you think. You know, the psychological world says, uh, change, change the way you think so you change the way you feel, change the way you feel, change the way you behave. Uh, you know, you and I like to go to the Bible often, be transformed by renewing the, the way you think, change the way you think so that you can do these things. Well, sometimes in that renewing, that changing the way we think, we realize that we are possibly in some toxic relationships. And just the pure neuroscience shows that to have really, really deep relationships, that most people can really have two to 12, and believe it or not, up to 200. I find that interesting that, you know, when we talk about Jesus, you know, he had three and then he had 12 and he had the upper room of 200. So it's interesting to me that the neuroscience lines up with that, but that's just a kind of interesting side note. And so the question is, how many of those really deep relationships Uh, can you have and not hurt the others? And are we staying in toxic ones that are not good for us, which means by very definition, it's not good for them either. And so sometimes we let people stay toxic and and that's not good for them. But the the way we allow it is by staying in the relationship. So there's nothing wrong, uh, you know, with stepping out of relationships, especially if they're not good for you, which by very definition makes it not good for them either. And I'm not talking about husbands and wives and families. I'm talking about go get that fixed. (laughs) Ford,
0: uh, we talk about family and and some of our, um, let me rephrase this, not some of our, but a lot of toxicity uh, lives in these family units. You know, brothers and sisters, you know, they don't even live in the same state, right? You know, parents when they were young, now you're old. Is I find it hard for most people. I don't think we're equipped to fix some of that mm-hmm. deep-rooted stuff. And I think rather than try to fix it, you know, we're talking about rebuilding, restoring, supercharging relationships. I think avoiding <laughs> is a strategy that that most people, including myself, uh, utilize uh, in these in these family dynamics.
1: Yeah, there's no question, P.W., you know, you've heard me talk over and over again, what are the top constraints in every organization, two or more people, where we have influence, leadership, Uh, and one of those is conflict avoidance, and so, yeah, we do find that a lot of family relationships, instead of going to the table, discussing it, and resolving it, uh, they just avoid it, but but here's a little hint that maybe everybody listening might want to consider, on something you might be able to see is you know I, I always have a little fun when I say some of these. I have this leadership guy I know that I like this quote that he does, and but in this one is learn to give up the need to be right without losing your passion for truth, and and I think you'll find that when we learn to do that, staying at the table and resolving conflict can get pretty easy. You know I. I don't have to, I don't have a need to be right on the vaccine. I don't have a need to be right on COVID. Uh, I don't have a need to be right on all these political issues. Uh, Everybody has the right to their opinion. But if you have a need to be right on all those things, and there's a bunch of them, then by very definition, if two people or multiple people in the room if they can't lay down that need to be right around racism, that need to be right around these conversations, you just get explosions in the conversations. And then pain comes, separation comes. So that's a big one that a lot of people are blind to. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend almost everybody write that one down. And of course, you know, during
0: the holidays, it gets... Uh exacerbated <laughs> it,
1: it really comes out during the holidays <laughs> well, a lot of reasons you know you, you take most of us are very busy and then you add the holidays on top now we're even busier now throw all that sugar and fried food in the mix okay that affects our brains and our bodies and so you know now we're, we're not even thinking as clear because of all that going on as we normally would so the very things that we probably ought to be focused on not doing are the things that just you know, we just we just throw out there, so it's interesting. Uh, but you know what? It, the holidays can be fun. Uh, relationships can be can be fun if we can just realize that you know there is no conflict, there is no opinion that's more important than your significant relationships. It it, it just doesn't exist. And if if you can think that way, it's it's amazing. You know, you can rebuild, you can restore, you can supercharge. But if you have that need to be right, and if you're afraid of conflict, because remember, you know, write this down, see this and own it. Conflict is not bad. Unresolved conflict is bad. Conflict plus resolution in a marriage leads to intimacy. You know, in a company leads to productivity, unity, engagement. So, you know, some of these things that we think, we have to see that our thinking is wrong. And if we can acknowledge that the thinking itself is wrong and own it, then we can actually change the thinking and some of those things that we believe to be true. And that alone could help us rebuild and restore relationships.
0: Great stuff from Ford Taylor, Ford Taylor Talks Podcast. We're talking about the new you in 2022, rebuilding, restoring, and supercharging uh,
1: relationships. How about that? <laughs> about this podcast and you and the people we hang out with, you know, we all can be human. We don't have to go back in and edit stuff. And uh, you know, I love the fact that we just edit almost nothing, you know. <laughs> people have the freedom, you know, to, to make mistakes and, and keep going. So thank you for the relationship that you and I have, PW. I appreciate that. Because you know what happens? It's in that mindset that those relationships are superstar, are supercharged. You know, they're built, they're restored. And you know, the very foundation of that, as you and I talk about, is forgiveness. And what does that turn into? The very foundation is love, is that we truly learn to love others even more than ourselves. And what happens is when we learn to love that way, our influence in all the areas in our life It improves, it increases in a positive way because we have influence, positive or negative. And in that positive influence, it gives us the chance to, number one, as we talked about when we started, transform ourselves, take a look at ourselves first and now the impact that we can have on others. So let's stay lit, let's get lit, let's stay lit, let's rebuild, restore, let's supercharge through love, influence, transform. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ford Taylor Talks. For more information and resources to help you love, influence, and transform, please visit FordTaylorTalks.com.